Of the three Eddie had thrown out of the sauna, only Kelliger lined up against him in the Tingle Creek on this bright December Saturday. Shorn of his lieutenants and still feeling the humiliation of that sprawling naked slide along the floor, Kelliger did not speak and made no eye contact. Eddie worked himself across and alongside Kelliger as the starter mounted his rostrum, and as Eddie did so, the anger at what they'd done to Alex Brophy bubbled up. Kelliger wouldn't look at him. Keeping his whip low, Eddie jabbed the butt of it hard into Kelliger's thigh. "'Come anywhere near me and I'll break your legs,' Eddie said. Kelliger stared straight ahead. Kelliger's mount was a big black gelding called Midnight. He was second favourite at eleven to four. Perlyman was favourite at thirteen to eight, and the others were poorly supported in the betting. Eddie thought back to Playlord and Tibby Darbo at Cheltenham. Favourite and second favourite. This was obviously Ivory's scheme. Find a quality race where only two horses have a realistic chance and take the other one out. Not this time. Eddie promised himself that. Today would be payback for Cheltenham. Top-class two-mile steeplechases are brilliant races to ride in. The horses are all athleticism and muscle and speed. Two miles is the shortest trip in any UK jumps race, and these grade one races were often run at a hell of a pace. Sandown offered the added bonus of seven fences set close together down the far straight. One error there could lose a race. Eddie's confidence and focus as he pulled down his goggles convinced him he could not lose. The starter raised his flag. Many of the 20,000 people in the stands raised their binoculars. At the end of the grandstand, beyond the winning post, stood the four-story Eclipse Pavilion, housing mostly hospitality boxes. On the roof of the pavilion, a man lay looking through a single scope. He wore white overalls, which helped camouflage him, though the paint around him was old and grimy. Beside him was a laser rangefinder, an altimeter, and a kestrel windmeter. He looked through a single optic, a Schmidt and Bender scope with sixteen times magnification. In the previous hour, the gunman had taken numerous readings. The wind was gusting up to fifteen miles per hour. He believed it was the only thing that might cause him a problem, and he had downgraded the target from heart to core mass, the triangle between both nipples and the base of the throat. His equipment estimated a holdover allowance, holdover being the distance between rifle and target of an eleven-inch drop and a right-to-left drift of five inches. It was almost always the case. Aim high.